Yo, 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 what's up, everyone? It's Josh Tonga here, and this is episode number two of the Flipside Podcast. So let's do this. So I finally released the very first episode this morning, which was cool. I already had it uploaded, but just need to take care of a couple things before making it public and all. Maybe some of you even noticed that iTunes still has an old cover art with my picture on it. I don't know why, but others have had the same problem as well. You see, the cover has already been changed with the new Flipside image, so hopefully it'll be updated soon. A big thank you to my friend Brendan James, aka Brother Teresa, who designed the podcast cover. He's also the one who designed the covers of my two books. I mean, he's just thinking creative, man. You can check out his work at cargocollective.com slash brotherteresa. And don't worry, I'll put a link in the description in case you're interested in his work. But anyway, so far the response of the first episode has been pretty good. And it pumps me up whenever I hear other people getting excited about it too. So I want to thank all of you who took the time to listen to it and to like it on Facebook and I want to give a special shout out to some people in particular who actually took the time to either rate it and or share it. So shout out to my homie Brooke Potter, Donovan Shaw, Stephen Tilly, Awaken Milan, Matt Goodall, and Lindsey Jones and others. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It really means a lot and seriously helps the show in more ways than people realize. Anyways, I hope everyone's doing well. I know I am. I'm just chilling and enjoying life. You know what I'm saying? Got to see the movie Ant-Man on Sunday. And dude, you guys got to see it. It's thinking hilarious. It's actually a lot funnier than what I expected, to be honest. I also had a chance to spend time with my sister and her family this past weekend, which was nice. I think about when I was a teenager, I was always out of the house, just wanting to kick it with my friends, coming home late and never wanting to be home. Kind of went through that phase for a while. But as I got older, dude, I just learned to really appreciate my family more. And I seriously love spending time with them for real. And if some of you don't know, my wife and I are moving back to the Philippines in a few months, which is where we met, if you remember the first episode. So I'm cherishing every moment I have with my family these days while we're still here. You see, my wife's parents are still living in Kuwait, which is where she grew up, while her siblings are in the Philippines. And my family is all here in California, where I was born and raised. So we won't be seeing them for a while once we leave. So leaving them... Uh, like the first time I moved out of the country back in 2009 is, I guess you could say it's bittersweet. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good. We got to do what we got to do. Anyway, I want to share something that happened to me. I think it was around two weeks ago. So my wife and I go to this one cafe at the mall sometimes because that's where we work on some of our projects, doing editing and all that stuff. But this time was just going to be her editing while I was going to walk around the mall and just kill some time. After I dropped her off at the coffee shop, I saw these two guys holding a huge Bible in their hands, talking to some people outside the H&M clothing store. So obviously my first thought was, ah, okay, these guys are evangelizing, you know, and evangelizing, if you don't know what that word is, is basically someone who's sharing their faith, pretty much, you know, they're sharing good news, according to them. And I was like, whatever, you know, letting them do their thing, minding my own business, but I was wondering if they were going to eventually approach me since I was going to be walking around for a while. Well, later I ran into them again on the upper level of the mall sharing to some other dude. And I was thinking like, man, these guys are fast and everywhere. 
But I wasn't sure if they spoke any English though, because I thought I heard them speaking Spanish. And then I just walked on right past them. Then a few minutes later, I told my wife to start wrapping things up so we can get going. And as I started walking not too far away from the cafe, dun dun dun, the two guys finally approached me. And they're pretty young guys too, probably in their mid to late 20s, I don't know, but, th but they were young. And their first question was, do you believe in God? And it's cool because at first they were chill. They weren't mean at all, but they were definitely very direct, like really direct, like in your face direct, especially one guy. And I gave them my answer to their question. And then one of them said to me, well, so what are you going to do about it? He said exactly like that. What are you going to do about it? And I asked them, what do you mean? Then they asked me if I believe in God the mother. Then I thought, okay, now that's not something I hear typical evangelical Christians ask when they share their faith. So it got a little more interesting. Then they started sharing to me, now get this, how they already received the second coming of Christ and how it's some Korean dude. And I was like, oh, okay, this is different. So I was just listening to their stories, which is all good, wanting to hear them out so I could get a better idea of what they were talking about. But they just went on and on, citing one Bible verse after the other. Every time I give them like a yes or a no answer to their questions. I mean, these were definitely passionate folks. And so I started asking them questions. And dude, let me tell you, everything changed from there. They were not happy about it. In fact, it seemed to make them a little uncomfortable as though they were caught off guard or something. So for the most part, one of them was pretty chill and respectful, which was good. But the other guy, he was pretty aggressive. And, and to me, she, I don't think he showed any love straight up. Now, when I mentioned this on Facebook the other day, like the day that it actually happened, someone's like, you can't judge them and say they showed no love. Well, here's the thing. Of course I can. Because I'm not judging their heart. I'm not judging their motives. I'm just identifying the obvious. I mean, the guy's attitude was so bad that every time I'd ask a question, he wouldn't even make eye contact with me anymore. And he had a smirk on his face with his arms crossed and he started swaying from side to side. And then he'd go, psh, like every single time I wouldn't accept his explanation and ask another question. Then he'd go, psh, with a pissed off look on his face. I mean, it was so bad and obvious that when my wife eventually joined the conversation, she ended up leaving after she caught the guy doing the psh thing to me again. And here's the thing with my wife. If any of you know her, Remy, you know she loves having conversations about faith and hearing other people's journeys. She could hold it down, you know what I'm saying? She's an intelligent young woman. But when she saw how rude the guy was to me, she just didn't feel like sticking around. And I don't blame her. It's not like she had to stay anyway. But before I left the guys, I wanted to share a little bit of my heart with them, especially about concerning their approach with me. Trust me, I wasn't pissed off at them at all. I even told them how I used to do what they do. And when I said that, the aggressive guy was shaking his head saying, no, you don't. And I was like, um, I mean, I used to go door to door back in L.A. and share my faith with random people. And some of them would shut their doors on me and cuss at me. And then I told the two guys, I'm not even cussing you guys out. I'm just asking you guys questions. That's it. And you, and I pointed to the calm guy, you're pretty chill and respectful and I appreciate that. But you, and I pointed to the other guy, you need to stop being so rude and going Psh, every time I don't accept your explanation and I ask questions. There's no love in that. You can't just go around a random people expecting everyone to agree with you guys right away just because you're quoting a bunch of Bible verses because some people don't even believe in the Bible. You got to really listen to people's hearts if you want more of a hearing because even if you guys do have the truth, I wouldn't want to be as open to it because of the attitude. And it's cool because a calm guy seemed pretty receptive to what I was saying because I caught him nodding his head as I was talking. But then the aggressive guy was like, Jesus called people hypocrites. Is that loving? 
you know, just wanting to justify his own anger. And then they said that I was being resistant. So after that, I said my peace and then we parted ways. It's interesting because in a sense, in a sense, right, I admired them for having the courage to go up to random people at a mall, knowing that they could get rejected and not giving a rip. Now that takes a lot of balls, you know what I'm saying? But, but to be honest, a person's message and approach makes a huge difference. Listen, now don't get me wrong. I'm not here to say I'm better than them or trying to have a holier-than-thou attitude. Trust me. I've done some pretty stupid crap in the past. I've, I've had my fair share of conversations where I let things get out of hand and it would get kind of heated and where I was more concerned about being right than really caring about the person in front of me. So I know how it is to be on the other side, on the other end. Dude, when I was a pastor, there were days when we'd have atheists or agnostics come to our meetings and I couldn't wait to debate with them in front of people and make them look dumb. I'm not joking. I remember when they'd start challenging the, the Christian faith in front of my group and I'd be like, okay, it's time to get into debate mode. <laughs> I, I literally would say that out loud. And then I'd start spewing out a bunch of apologetic arguments, philosophical arguments, etc. Because I thought I knew everything at the time. You know what I'm saying? And I doubt they sensed love in my words during those debates, even though my mind and my arguments made sense to me at the time. Or the times when I was a younger preacher, I was passionate for sure, dude. Trust me, you could sense a lot of emotion whenever I'd preach. I'd yell and sometimes burst into tears. I wasn't afraid to call people out, you know, on their sins and put them on blast. And I wasn't afraid to tell the crowd they're going to hell and that they deserved it. I had no fear doing any of that stuff, dude, straight up, which, which a lot of religious people commended me for doing, which is interesting now that I think about it looking back. Because ultimately, I wasn't concerned with my listeners' feelings. I was more concerned about God's standard of holiness and righteousness and all that stuff, at least the way I understood it at the time. But man, I hurt a lot of people. I mean, the passion was there, but I brought a lot of shame and condemnation to a lot of people. Or the days when I used to go sharing my faith door to door every single Saturday. I mean, my heart was in the right place for the most part. You know, I had mixed emotions here and there. Uh, part of it was also the pressure and all. But for the most part, I, I did care for people's souls because I didn't want anyone going to hell and I wanted them to go to heaven. And just like I can assume that the hearts of the two guys at the mall were possibly in the right place as well, possibly, but the approach is whack. You see, and I see videos on YouTube where, where preachers condemn their congregation by telling them God hates them or God's going to punish them or that all homosexuals are going to go to hell. Things like that, which is supposedly the good news you hear at the church. And they wonder why the rest of the quote unquote world is being so turned off by religion in general. But their response to a lack of conversions is interesting. You know, they'll say things like, well, only a few will make it to heaven anyway, so we're not surprised or it's because people love darkness instead of light and things like that, you know, to justify why many people aren't accepting their message. Or what about the Westboro Baptist Church? They're a classic case in point. I'm sure many of you know who they are because they tend to get a lot of attention in the media these days. They're known for their hate speech, especially towards those in the LGBT community, and they're anti-Semitic as well. They even have protests at funerals, for goodness sake. It's crazy. And they carry around picket signs that say heartless things like, Thank God for 9-11, God hates fags, God hates you, no tears for queers, 
planes crash, God laughs, and sometimes you'll even see kids holding up those signs. So it's it's pretty jacked up. Just the other day, my wife saw a clip of two guys from the Westboro Baptist Church on the Russell Brand Show, you know, for the first time. And she was like, Josh, did you see this? And I actually did see it a long time ago, but I decided to watch it again. And when Russell introduced the two guys on the show, he told his audience to welcome them with love. And, and when the crowd booed the two guys, Russell told the audience not to be mean. But as the show started, the two guys already started insulting Russell anyway. Uh, but he handled it well, with some humor, of course. Then the guys went off and started talking about sin and Jesus and hell and the Bible. And they started sharing how they loved the people in the audience, which I'm sure was hard for them to believe. But the two guys seemed very sincere, talking about how they're doing things from what they would consider a, a quote-unquote Bible standard. Now the thing is, in a sense, they can justify their behavior and hatred based upon certain interpretations of the Bible. But that's a whole other topic for a different show. Now, just like the guys at the mall, these two guys were passionate as well. I mean, really passionate. They had enough courage to come on a show where they most likely knew the audience wouldn't agree with them. But they came on anyway, because they had a message to share. Am I going to judge their hearts? Nope. But I can judge their actions, and I, and I can identify what I observed and say that it wasn't love. And personally, I believe they were wrong and brainwashed in many ways. You see, tolerance can only go so far, folks. Now, I'm all for tolerance, right? But if we tolerated everything, what would you do about violence, racism, sexism, etc.? If we just tolerated those things, there wouldn't be any change. No reformation, no progress, no one would be speaking up. You see, when I used to try and convert people back in the day, whether I was in a bookstore, on the street, or wherever, many times I would be so quick to say my little gospel speech and be very slow to really listen to what the other person had to say. And truthfully, sometimes, I'll admit it now, I used to get caught up with how many people I can get quote-unquote saved. So I could boast about it to my friends and the people who were converted by me sharing, by my sharing, were like trophies to me. Then I could tell others, you know, of how many people I reach for God and get more crowns in heaven, yay, and a big mansion, yay, stuff like that, stuff that I was taught I would be rewarded with. But things have changed for me, obviously, so I can honestly say I've come a long way and I've learned a couple of things throughout the years. But you know what? No one's exempt from losing their cool, not even me. And this isn't just a problem for religious people either. Some atheists can be assholes as well, straight up, I've seen it. But that doesn't make atheism wrong. But then again, it doesn't make atheism right either. In other words, and this is really important to remember, a person's attitude doesn't determine if what they're saying is true or false. They could be the most humble and kindest person out there, but they could still be wrong. And another person can be a stinking jerk. It can actually be right and say stuff that's true. And another thing, I'm not going to judge a particular religion like Christianity or Islam or any ism like atheism or agnosticism, etc. as true or false based upon a few bad apples. But if there were a lot of bad apples, then maybe. <laughs> no, nah, but seriously though, I don't judge ideas based on abuse or merely bad representatives of a, of a particular group. I won't be like, dude, that Catholic is a jerk, so Catholicism must be false. Nah, man, truth is truth. But once again, as, as a hip-hop group, the Black Eyed Peas say, where is the love? 
you know, I, I get that we all have our own biases and beliefs that we can believe so strongly, but are we really willing to listen to others with an open heart, willing to learn and dialogue instead of simply wanting to win an argument or to be right? Just do the math, folks. Passion plus no love equals fail. That's just how it is. But passion and plus truth and love, that's the way to go. You know what I'm saying? Yes, passion is good. But are we kind? Yes, having good motives are good. But do we get pissed off easily? And yes, we can have a message that we want the whole world to hear. But is it a message of love and inclusion? Or is it a message of hate and exclusion or exclusivity? And yes, we can have a message that we believe in sincerely. But is it true? So whatever you believe, whatever your message is, be your message, folks. And if your message is good, then I think it'll produce good people who will help make this world a better place. In other words, be kind and rewind. (laughs) Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed the second episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your questions. Remember, you can go to joshuatongle.com and go to the podcast section and leave your comments there. And know that your name and your comment might be read in a future episode. So all the resources I mentioned on the show will be in the description, so don't worry about it. And I have more good news. Not only are we on iTunes and Podbean, but we're finally on Stitcher now. So all you Stitcher users out there, go check it out. And don't forget to subscribe. You know, it got me really happy, you guys, when some of you would would message me on Facebook saying you subscribe. Um, you, You guys will never miss an episode. And I'd really appreciate it if you can write a review and rate the show. Uh, thanks to everyone who rated it today. It, it only takes a few minutes or not even a minute to even write the review. You know, because sometimes they're, they're really short. So uh, it really helps with the ranking, as I mentioned. And it'll help more people find and discover this podcast as well. And lastly, if you did enjoy the show and you'd like to support it, you can let me know that you enjoyed it by sharing this podcast with your friends. On Facebook and Twitter, Google Plus, word of mouth, whatever you're using, that would really, really mean a lot to me, guys. So, once again, thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys on the flip side. Peace. <laughs>